Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready. Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of the Pleasure Zone, Pleasure Diva, and Body Whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Good evening, pleasure seekers. Welcome to the Pleasure Zone. It's another fantastic day in my world. I hope it is in yours too. Is what today's Pleasure Zone day, and that means that there's fun. In the world, even when there's misery, there's at least this hour of fun if you happen to find yourself down the tunnel of love called Inspired Choices Network and you must show called The Pleasure Zone, you have found The Pleasure Zone. There's other ways to find pleasure zones, but they usually involve hands-down pants. That works too. So the other love tunnel, the other love tunnel of Inspired Choices Network or the other love tunnel in your pants. Either way, you found The Pleasure Zone. And tonight we're actually going to talk about the fear of all that because, you know, why not? You can have a fear of intimacy. There's actually like an amazing amount of um, phobias related to uh, intimacy, eroticism, sex, kissing even. And I like that phobias come from like Greek words and the one and very few Greek words that I knew um, from going to Greece a few times were kind of like, there was um, some like inviting me out on date phrases, but then there's also, uh, I think I'm going to say this right, and if I'm bashing a Greek language, I apologize, but I believe it was like, which means kiss me a lot. So I remember the word for kisses, and the fear of kissing is actually like philophobia, which I like finding weird and unusual words, so philophobia, but if you like it a lot, it's file me pola, so or something to that effect. And who knows? Maybe the guy didn't actually say kiss me a lot. Maybe he said kiss my crotch. I don't know because I was in Greece and I don't speak Greek and I just went along for the ride, so it was good. And that's what you get when you're traveling in your twenties. So we're going to talk, though, about erotophobia and genophobia and all things that have to do with the phobia of erotism, of bodies, of sexuality, of all the things that I have, like, the opposite of. And so i got to find out, like, it's, instead of a phobia, you actually kind of almost have, like, a fetish, and a fetish for bodies in general. You have a body? Woo! Fetish. Or phobia, fear, right? So... There are so many, so many fears related to bodies, and I'm just going to name a few. Like the genophobia, uh, which is also known as coitophobia, which is, of course, coitus being sex. So it's the fear of sexual intercourse. And actually, many people with genophobia are able to begin romantic relationships, and they can enjoy things like kissing and cuddling, but they're very, very afraid to show uh, any more cool Affection, like even oral sex would be off the table, you know, intercourse of kind would be off the table. So, you know, if you are in a relationship and you're like, why doesn't this person move forward? They could actually have a fear. They could actually have a phobia. And there's a there's a very big difference between having, like, feeling a little put off by something and having a full-blown phobia. Um, you know what, maybe... Let's talk about that a little bit, and I'll get into some other phobias, just so you're not sitting here judging the poop out of yourself as I'm going to talk about some of the phobias and you start thinking you're identifying with them. Because to become true phobias, you have to have some pretty severe reactions. And for some phobias, people will actually stop breathing. They'll get heart palpitations. It's almost like anxiety um, attacks. And, you know, they could even have like a sense of like in their body, like frozen in fear. So that would be much more of a, of a reaction that would occur in somebody who has a, like a pho- like a true phobia rather than you're afraid or you just dislike it. And you can dislike something without having it be a phobia. So get that kind of situation. 
the kind of bonus about phobias is there's been a lot of research uh, for many uh, many decades, especially with cognitive behavioral therapists over the last 40, 50 or more years. There's been um, there's been a lot of different approaches that are pretty pretty effective in changing phobias. So that's the bonus. Um, I also am aware of a lot of alternative type of things that can be used to and then start to break free from, you know, different thought patterns. So exposure therapy is another one, which is usually done by somebody who's actually studied uh, psychology as a psychologist or as a psychiatrist, and they would do exposure therapy. So they have training in this. You know, you could try and do exposure therapy yourself, and for something like a phobia, it would be to actually put yourself in the situation of being exposed to either the possibility of having sex or to expose yourself to sexual thoughts. Um, I'm not sure of the extent that maybe pornography would work for that, actually watch that, but um, exposure therapy, because people are act trained in it, I do do think that there's some value in the training and that they have a kind of a concept of how to work with that. So if that's something that you have, if you have phobia of any kind, definitely exposure therapy is one of one of the ones that um seen some pretty great results with. And um, not that I've performed exposure therapy with anybody, but I've seen studies done. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to something like that, there's a lot of assistance out there available. And most of it, it does have to do with either the exposure to it, retraining your brain, um, getting your brain to a place where it's all in your mind, right? So, and since the signal, to your body, for your body to have fear, whether it's found anything uh, realistic or not, there can be a fear that you know. And the thing about phobias is they can be so so complex that you basically you have so much fear and you know it's not founded in anything that is is a threat to you uh, imminently, but it's actually completely in your mind is reacting like it's death coming its way. So the kind of phobia would be almost like with erotophobia would be that somebody approaches you for, for, um, for say coitus for example, and all of a sudden your body goes into contractions, heart palpitations, uh, breathing changes. All of these things start to occur, and your body just basically uh, freezes. Your body is either and going to go into two places. It's going to go into either the fight or the flight mode. Um, sometimes with flight mode, what occurs is people don't actually run. They just kind of stay frozen. And that's a bit of uh, flight without body movement. It's just flight of your cognitive um, awareness. Kind of energetically, it looks like people just leaving their body. So that's one of the things that occurs. So like most phobias, though, most phobias are founded in saying at some point in your life that you've... You've actually, um, at some point in your life, you've either had a trauma of some kind related to that particular thing. So, for example, like um, maybe arachnophobia, which is the fear of spiders. You might have been exposed to spiders in this life or another in a way that that actually had your body react so that you have, um, you know, fears that bring up heart palpitations and like, wow, like the feeling of freezing up or not being able to uh, to actually acknowledge, like, is this a safe environment or is this not a safe environment? So when you go into the fight or flight or your body's constantly in that fight or flight mode, there isn't like a lot of room for, for any uh, pragmatic thinking. <laughs> like you just kind of go into crazy mind and you stop being able to actually look at the situation and figure out, is this real? This is not real. What's really going on here? It could be a tiny, tiny little baby spider, and or it could be even a toy spider. And I have a friend who has uh, arachnophobia, and she's been doing exposure therapy for herself by using a toy spider, and she'll just like move it around her house once in a while, or get um, it's the person she's living with to move it around the house so that she'll come upon it and just uh, let her body kind of get used to being around spiders. Her, her exposure therapy that she's doing is actually using a toy uh, a toy spider. 
so here's my thought on that. So if you have a fear of, of say, sexual intimacy, or there's even like just fear of genitals in general, um, you could actually have, for example, um, dildos lying around so that, or pictures of genitals lying around so that you could be exposed to it and then your body used to it, look at it, go, whoa, is that trying to have sex with me right now? No, it's not. It's a picture. Okay. Deep breath in, breathe in for four, breathe out for eight. Evaluate your situation around. Is there an imminent threat going on? If there's no imminent threat, take another deep breath in, out. Start to change your breathing patterns so that you're not holding your breath and you're not putting your body into shock. So a lot of those like really simple breathing techniques, like breathing in for four, breathing out for eight, are highly effective. Um, there's actually one of the one of our past hosts, his name was Dr. Ron Jayner. He had a, a really great um, episodes on his show called uh, Grizzly Bears and Two Year Olds, and he talked a lot about um, the effects of of things like irrational fears and how they affect our the physiology of our body from the amygdala sending a signal to the thyroid sending a signal to your adrenals putting you in overdrive and then basically if your body doesn't um, relax it can't get a new reaction it can't heal and it can't change what's going on so having that breath breath in breath out is super super highly effective and there's more steps to that you can add that but that is one way to really start in a really simple way to start to go from a place of having a phobia to start to be able to get that you have control over this phobia. You're actually creating it and you can change it. So breathing in, breathing out, evaluate situation. So, for example, you know, with erotophobia, it's like, okay, you're in a situation. You know, somebody's touching you, caressing you. The kissing might be fine. And it's going to that next step. So one thing you could do if you're in that situation is just excuse yourself. Oh, just a second, I need to go to the bathroom. So you go to the bathroom and you take your deep breath in for four and your breath out for eight. I'm breathing into the phone so you can really get the effect of the breath out. And you do that. You do that a few times until you start to notice that your adrenaline overload starts to calm down your body, the palpitations you know, start to subside, your body starts to feel a little bit calmer and calmer. And so do that. And if you need to be in there for five or ten minutes, they think you've had diarrhea or are constipated, hey, you have diarrhea or are constipated. Run the water to make it sound like you've washed up real good and you're ready for play and approach again, right, and see how that goes. Now that you've breathed and evaluated the thing is, if you think all situations, all sexual situations are dangerous, you you know, you'll be avoiding them forever. So another thing to ask is, do you actually desire having the intimacy that comes with uh, sexual intercourse or sexual intimacy of any kind? Now, if you don't, you don't require to change it. But if you actually desire it, then guess what? You have a choice, and this breathing technique is one that's really, really simple that you can start on your own before you go off and find your cognitive behavioral therapist. You do your exposure therapy. So those are some, uh, that that one, like, breathe uh, technique is really, really simple and really easy for anybody to do and totally free. And, And it's one that I think, you know, you can use for a lot of situations. So... Um, and it's something that you can do even with your thoughts. So even if you're not in the situation and the thought arises, like, oh, I might go on a date tonight. What's going to happen? I might have sex. What's, mm. You have all these thoughts going through your brain. Um, you can check what's going on. Deep breath in, deep breath, deep breath out. And just check your environment. Is there an imminent threat? Oh, there isn't. Okay, cool. Um, but we will talk about, um, we are going to end up breaking a few seconds, but when we we will be talking about um, some of the some of the things um, that, you know, through research people have discovered are some of the causes, some of the most obvious causes of, of erotophobia and um, some of the things that, you know, you know, definitely some of the causes are, when you hear them, are pretty self-evident to to why maybe the breathing and evaluating a situation to go, is this occurring now? Now, the value to me in knowing is this occurring now is because you might get a yes. This 
is actually something I'm aware of. The person I'm with actually is going to be violent or something or be encountering a situation. So this is develop, to develop your awareness, not to negate it. It's to actually get you to be clear on what you are aware of and when you truly are aware of a threat rather than thinking everything is a threat, right? So with the phobia, it's like often we think everything related to the phobia is a threat where sometimes there's validity in it. Like spiders, there can be some spiders that can kill us. So it's good to be aware of what spiders are dangerous and what aren't. And it's not that you have to be afraid of the dangerous spiders. You can just not go near them, right? So with erotophobia, it's not that you have to be afraid of all people for sex. Maybe there are people that you'd like to avoid having sex with, and you get to have awareness of that, right? So just wanted to mention that while I had that thought. So I just want to remind you guys that you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we're now streaming to iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Spotify, and like you name it, we are probably on it. It's so exciting, and actually this is so exciting that I just had to say it. So we, I'm just so excited to let you guys know we are on iHeartRadio now. Woohoo! And we are going to head off to a commercial break, and I'll be chatting more about this after the commercial break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the awesome, most fun show of The Pleasure Zone. And because you're listening, you're considered a pleasure seeker. That's your new title, Pleasure Seeker. So if you need buttons, let me know. Maybe you should make buttons, pleasure seeker buttons. That'd be fun. So tonight's topic is erotophobia, which is the fear of intimacy, sexual intimacy in particular, because the fear of intimacy itself is um, not always related to sex. And sometimes the fear of intimacy is just like serious. Uh, it's actually quite common. It's not necessarily a f- um, to the level of phobia in a lot of people, but a sort of um, lower level fear of intimacy. We'll have a lot of people just choose not to be in relationships, never really talk deeply in relationship, never be connected closely or emotionally closely with anyone. And a lot of that would come from abandonment or fear of abandonment and really what i'm aware of with abandonment after spending many years dealing with my so-called abandonment issues is truly what i was aware of and what i'm aware of now is i truly actually fear of abandoning myself and not having my own back where i had like everybody else's back 
And it was amazing. I spent so many years in therapy dealing with my so-called fear of abandonment. It was actually my fear of abandoning me, not necessarily a fear of other people abandoning me. Uh, even though in my life I, you know, had um, abandonment. I guess people left me, friends left, relationships left, parents left, that sort of thing. But um, it was more that I was afraid that I would actually abandon my own um, knowing uh, when it came down to it, it's like I I always knew, and somewhere even when I was little, when my parents got divorced, I had a sneaking suspicion that they were going to separate, but nobody talked about it. So there was this giant elephant in the room, and I was like, there's an elephant in the room, and they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, but there's an elephant in the room. So, so it was negating my awareness was, and then I was like, okay, they're right, they're big, I'm wrong, um, and I spent a lot of time negating my awareness because people reassured me continually that, um, yeah, what I was aware of wasn't uh, accurate. But it was, uh, so there you go. And sometimes there was, like, nuances, right? So I could be aware of a change or something, and it was like, that means you don't love me. But it was actually more like, oh, wait a minute, that just means they're changing something. Uh, that I, I just I couldn't understand it. I didn't have a... I couldn't figure it out in my brain. I couldn't figure out all the stuff I knew and put words to it. So sometimes I still have that. just don't have the words for it. But I have this massive energy, and I just throw it at you to get the energy of it. So there's a few other categories in here, uh, purpose especially related to sex and intimacy, that I'll just mention a few more of. So another one is paraphobia, which is the fear of sexual perversion. Now, this one, I don't know that I had it at the level of phobia either, but I did have, um, I did have a, like a keen awareness that whatever it was, I didn't, I did not want to turn out to be a sexual pervert. Uh, I ended up with um, someone in a, I was in a class uh, for consciousness one day, and I brought it up to the person facilitating, and um, it was actually, I think. There's quite a few people who thank for my awareness on that after um, because I had such a deep fear that I was going to mess up people in my life. If, you know, I was a nanny for a number of years and I thought, oh, God, whatever I do, do not try and have like, uh, for example, I would cuddle um, some of the kids to sleep. They would ask me to cuddle them. And so I would cuddle them to sleep and and I would was so aware that I didn't want to put any weird stuff in their universe that it ended up putting weird stuff in their universe even though it was like you know energetic and it was like you know you think of oh, okay you don't want to make sure whatever i do don't put my hand on the wrong part of that body you know like you don't want to accidentally be um touching a kid where you shouldn't be because you're sleeping and your hand moves or something so i was so aware of it that it was freaking me out and I'm pretty sure that on some level, like, they picked it up because it was, it was just really weird. And meanwhile, if I was just lying there, just, like, hanging out, which now I do with my girl all the time, I don't have so much of a, oh, my God, what if I'm a pervert? What if I just did something really weird? So now paraphobia is the fear of sexual perversions, but it is really complicated because sometimes, like me, I was more afraid of being a pervert myself well others actually have a fear of fear of the perversions or fear of others perversions whatever that means right what is the pervert to begin with? So, so a lot of people though can have like normal relationships when they have paraphobia um, as long as it fits within their personal moral code so it doesn't really ruin their life. It makes it a little complicated, right? So it's also the fear of being a pervert. You can still have a relationship, but there's this undercurrent thought that constantly you're like, oh my God, what if I'm a pervert? What if I'm a pervert? Looked at an animal, the animal got turned on. That make me a pervert for noticing that? Um, yeah, man, I've had some weird thoughts like that in my life. So, wow, if you have, welcome to my world. And then you start to be like, wow, maybe I'm not a pervert, maybe I am a pervert. But then at some point, you're just not afraid of it, and you're just like, right, so if I am, what am I going to do about it? And if I'm not, cool, I'm not. What are you, you going to do about it? So, 
strange and interesting confessions on the Pleasure Zone tonight. I usually have at least one or two strange confessions on the Pleasure Zone. I think this is like, I wasn't raised Catholic, but I think for me this is like going into confessional. So we have another phobia coming right up for you. It's called hafophobia, spelled H-A-P-H-E-P-H-O-B-I-A. And I had to spell it because it's such a strange word, hafophobia. It's also known as keraptophobia. It's the fear of being touched often. Um, and it affects all relationships, not just romantic ones. Some people actually recoil, completely recoil, from even passing contact by a relative. They're just like, grossed. And that's, you know, I, I get that. <laughs> And it's really funny, so try not to go into your head too much looking for where you are any of these because I'm the first person to go, oh my God, I have a fear of intimacy, oh my God, I have paraphobia, oh my God, I have all these issues, I'm a real mess. No, the phobia has to be pretty extreme to the point where you cannot breathe, basically you feel like you're dying. So that's more like anxiety, But the so it's like not being able to breathe, heart palpitations, all of this stuff. And so... Yeah, if if it's just running in your brain, you're judging the crap out of yourself, that's judging the crap out of yourself. So acknowledge that. I can do that. Sometimes I'm professional, judge the crap myself kind of person. So, yeah. So which one? I've got a few more that I've I found that I like bringing up to the table. So gymnophobia or gymnophobia, spelt like gym, G-Y-M-nophobia, is the fear of nudity. And that can be complex too because sometimes it's just like nudity in public. Sometimes it's like nudity around certain people. Um, and it's it's also, there's also usually body issues involved, feelings of inadequacy involved. Um, but sometimes people have that fear of nudity even when they're alone and they just want to be naked by themselves because they're like, oh, no, this is awful, it's weird. Um, and, you know, so there's so many different causes for these things too. So it's crazy, crazy. And it looks like I'm going to have to talk about causes in the next segment. Holy God, this is a quick running show tonight. So, yeah, so the gymnophobia, you know, I think uh, there is quite a, f- a few ways that can occur that maybe you weren't even writing about. So, for example, you might have like a fear. There might be certain people you're afraid to be around, uh, naked around. Maybe you're afraid to be naked around men. Maybe you're afraid to be naked around women. I, for example, do not like being around people I know. I am fine with being perfectly naked around total strangers. But I know that takes me a lot of effort to be, you know, sounds backwards, sounds all if I was a stripper, I'd definitely move to a town where I knew absolutely nobody, and then I'd be okay. So, But being naked around people I know, mm, that's a tough one for me. And that's something that's like, I've got to breathe in and breathe out to pull that off. It's weird but true. Um, but I'm okay with being naked around my husband and daughter, but I'm not good with being naked around my mother or my cousins or my friends. Nope, good with it. So... There, another true and interesting fact about me. A little bit gobic on the side of just people that I know, but strange or good. So if you ever want to see me naked, you can only meet me once, ask me to get naked, and then we're good. If I know you, I'm probably not going to do it. Let's face it. So another fear that is, it's, I mentioned it earlier, the philemophobia, like philemopola, philemophobia, the fear of kissing. Some people just have a fear of that because it's more about a, a breast thing and they're more on the level of germaphobes rather than uh, kissing, but it has more to do with the germs and stuff like that. So, And these things can compile and jump onto each other and piggyback each other. So <laughs> germs and disease and kissing and all that jazz and why can't we just have fun, damn it? So, and we can. Breathe in for four, out for eight. And I want to remind you guys of that as we... You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network and at radio. Woo-hoo. And we are going to be right back after this commercial break. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, 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 sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. And we are talking about erotophobia today, the fear of sexual intimacy. I think it's a pretty cool and amazing topic. I've just been picking some really random uh, topics lately that seem to all be under the umbrella of mental health uh, in different ways. Um, And I think it's fascinating how many different ways we will actually... um, create, we'll just say that we create them. As human beings, we've created these things like phobias. Uh, We create these things in order to not have pleasure, which fascinates me. Here we are, we're these bodies that are amazing. We can do with our bodies how we move, how we create other bodies. Like, it's just fascinating. And even the weird things we can grow on, like cysts and tumors, like we're fascinating bodies. And it's so weird to me that we could, and, and we have all these senses as well, right? These senses so that we can actually experience pleasure, have a sensation of what pleasure feel like. And what do we do? We create a million ways not to have it because we're brilliant. Let's make sure that we can create at least a million ways to refuse receiving pleasure. And erotophobia is just another one of those ways that we're brilliant and have chosen to not receive pleasure. If you're really cute and I'm really cute and we're all really cute and we've done things in our lives and chosen things in our lives where we've actually chosen pain and fear over pleasure joy. Cool. Acknowledge it. Choose something different. Move along and create something totally different with your life. Remember, breathe in, breathe out. Now make a new choice. So what are some causes of these wild and mysterious phobias? Phobias and those are pretty um, they've been studied by many, many different, um, you know, areas of psychology. So they have all kinds of reasoning behind people's fears, you know, through talking to people and people evaluating their own thoughts, like, why am I afraid of that? Why am I afraid of a spider? Why am I afraid of sex? You know, a lot of the questions where we ask things like whys, which often make you judge yourself, which when we judge ourselves, we can label ourselves. And here we go. We've got a label, erotophobia. So we've 
when we look at a lot of these things, a lot of them have, and it's it's actually completely impossible to pinpoint um, a specific cause for the name erotophobia because all the people who would identify themselves as having that or have been identified as having that have all had completely different lives and experiences, different things that have gone on, whether it's traumas, abuses. Um, so we can't say all erotophobia stems from sexual abuse. Nope, not all of it does. There's many different um, possible things that would create that. So I'll name a few. For so you have kind of an underlying background idea of where this might actually stem from. And so sexual abuse definitely is top of the list, you know. That's one thing I would think that would be if you've been sexually abused in your life, if your body's been sexually abused or has been raped, um, the chances of you not desiring to have um, sex would be probably higher than people who have not been sexually abused or raped. You probably have a much higher chance of, of uh, thinking, I do not and I am afraid of sex with a lot of validity. And again, those traumas can change in the body. They're not something you have to hold on to. You can change it and different, and like I was mentioning before, like um, cognitive behavioral therapy, exposure therapy, uh, working with the therapist to talk about it sometimes can help, but sometimes, you know, talking about it forever can just make your body feel it again and again. There's things like linguistics programming, which is um, short form for that is NLP. There are things just like even meditation in general can really assist. Getting your body moving can help a lot, as well as um, just allowing yourself to not be the victim and use something different. I know it sounds powerfully too simple, um, but honestly, take it for me, it's possible to get yourself out of a place of, of wow, interesting, thank you, voice, um, to get yourself out of out of different energies that you would be refusing receiving and getting yourself into receiving um, anything like joy and pleasure in your body. So, yeah, sexual abuse, pretty top, good, great um, justification for not de desiring to have or top justification for having a full-blown phobia of, of sexual intimacy. So um, there can also be other traumas. You know, people who have been through major traumas in general have a higher risk of developing uh, any kind of phobia, really. <coughs> so, for example, like if a trauma is physical, you probably... So, a phys in terms of like a physical trauma, it could be uh, somebody that has uh, touched your body, maybe stroked your genitals or touched your breasts or something in your life or uh, rubbed their genitals on you. And if the trauma is physical in that way, you might be more likely related um, to develop like a touch-related erotophobia. Um, some of the other ones that are more like psychological or emotional abuse might lead you to have more of an intimacy or vulnerability-related fear. So when you look at people that you're with or have been with in your past, and you might notice some of these things. They might not have been as extreme as phobia, but there are definitely fears uh, that can sometimes run us, and even though we know, we know truly that fears are not even real. They're just these boogeymen that we've put in our closets to scare us. We can just go boo to the boogeyman and tell them to get take a hike, Jack. And real, really, truly, fears. Um, your body would have your body has a response to fear to tell you something. So there's that. That's more of a signal for survival. Um, and it might not be so much what we would call fear as it is like a survival mechanism or survival signal in the body that's like, be alert, be alert, be alert. And you're like, okay, I can be alert. Um, it's when it's when we're alert for everything that it gets really confusing and we actually lose awareness because we start to just think everything is the same. All penises are made equal. No, they're not. Not all penises are the penises that go around violating uh, bodies either. Not all vaginas are vaginas around violating bodies either. So to have a fear that's specific to something like that, you kind of got to go, okay, is this really hap? Is this penis a violating penis? Is it no, oh, that one's not a violating penis either. <clears throat> It'll help you decipher and ask a million questions because those questions will give you information. Take a deep breath. 
breathe in, breathe out, and just check, is this real? There's actually really great work by a woman named Byron Katie, and she had a book called Loving What Is. She has four questions that she asks related to pretty much everything. And one of the questions is, is this real? And it is such a great question because pretty much everything after that, you can either check, is it real? No, it's not. Whoa, what am I stressing over then if it's not real? So it's a great question, and I love it. So there's also different things like personal, cultural, and religious um, morals and mores that uh, could lead to a phobia as well. If you've, for example, here's an example that was going around. I even heard this when I was a kid where uh, boys would be told that if they masturbate, they're going to grow hair on their hands, um, and then everybody will know that they've masturbated. Well, a lot of kids I knew were both Greek and Portuguese, and they were hairy kids to generally to begin with. So here's this rumor flying. I had girlfriends with hairy hands. I had guy friends with hairy hands. And uh, because that rumor was flying, so many kids would get picked on for being masturbators, even though whether they were or not. But what does that plant in a kid's brain to make them feel so shameful about their own body? Um, it's, it's messed up. It's messed up. So those cultural and religious morals and mores and stories, I would say, uh, can be highly influential, and they can they can create havoc, actually. So um, yeah, what else can I say about that? So religion, culture. So on the cultural front, too. Um, I don't know. Like so many cultures in the world can be pretty ethnocentric where they just everything revolves around their ethnicity and if you go outside of that there's a problem so even if you're dating outside of culture oh that's wrong so you have all this stuff planted in your brain even now in 2018 we have these things that can be planted in our brains as thoughts that we start to think are real and true and they just we really uh they just exactly create havoc and mess with us so so many people experience difficulty when they're trying to balance like their past and their current beliefs, especially when they're going through change. What did I used to believe in? What do I believe in now? All oh, everything that I was ever taught was garbage. Maybe it was all lies. And so start to ask yourself, what's true for me? What is true for me? Um, in terms of cultural, personal, and religious mores, I think one of your great questions you can ask is, what is true for me? Not what's true for my family, my parents, my culture, my religion. What's true for me? And is masturbation going to lead to my hands getting hairy? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. If it is, and you still are choosing it, cool, maybe you'd like hairy hands. Congratulations, that worked for you. So there's also things like performance anxiety that can get in the way of physical concerns. Like performance anxiety is pretty big, and I think I actually did a whole performance anxiety. I'm pretty sure I did um, and it can really, oh boy, there is so competition out there right now, unspoken a lot of it, where people are comparing themselves constantly. And I think social media doesn't help very much on that front. But the comparisons, when you're comparing yourself to somebody else, whether you're comparing your body, your body parts, your body size of your body parts, um, all of those things, or you know, you're watching things like pornography where the guy is staged. Remember, the guy is staged. Even when they're trying to do, like, homemade porn, you know, for the most part, I bet you they're editing, too. They're just trying to make it look like it wasn't edited and it's going for an hour. And, you know, then there's another guy watching it, judging the crap out of himself, not being, like, Joe Blow on the porn who's like going at it like a pro for an hour and mind you yes men can go at it for an hour but you don't have to judge yourself for it and you don't have to judge yourself for lasting long either which that's occurred funnily enough but you don't have to judge yourself for that either so what if you can just enjoy your body and not judge its performance Anyway, I have a few more I want to bring these to bring up with you guys, but we're actually going to head off to our third and last commercial break for the evening. I want to remind you that you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network and iHeartRadio, yay! And we're going to head off to commercial break. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. And we are talking about erotophobia today, the fear of sexual intimacy. So there's a few other possible causes that I wanted to bring up. And one of them is um, also there can be physical concerns for body. So some women have something called vulvodynia, which is basically like pain of penetration, like their vulva hurts when having sex. And that's something that sometimes can be dealt with medically. So that's something to look into if you do have vulvodynia. Um, And some women have a fear that will hurt. They've never had it before, but they might know somebody that's had vulvodynia, so they've heard it can hurt, or their mother's told them it hurt, or they heard rumors that it'll hurt. Um, And then sometimes for men, it actually does hurt because they actually have Peyronie's disease where their penis is on an angle and having an erection can be really, really painful. So some of those physical concerns can be legit, totally legit, and uh, it's possible to... A lot of those are quite probably um, things that can be treated medically. I mean, some of them could be extreme, right, where physical concerns could be like... uh, cancer, penile cancer, and maybe there's been, there's maybe no penis or just like a nub of a penis left, or maybe the woman's had, uh, you know, vulvar cancer or vaginal cancer or labia cancer, and maybe there's like distortion going on in the body that's like a physical anomaly that makes it really painful, um, which can, you know, make it, make it pretty uncomfortable and pretty fearful to even explain that to a partner um, or to face it yourself. So, in those situations, there's usually support groups for people who have gone through um, cancers and different things like that. So looking into support groups can be really helpful for that. And talking to your doctor to get you um, hooked up with that, too, would be a really good idea. So sometimes the fear is, is really quite current because your body is having a, a physical thing going on with it that would go, you can't actually have sex right now. Um, sometimes germophobia plays a huge role because there are also times uh, with physical concerns, things like uh, diseases, like fear of getting diseases is really big with germophobes, and that can be really related, like related to uh, 
fear of sex as well or a fear of intimacy, not even wanting to touch that because you could get a disease, right? So uh, please, people, like if you really would like to change it, please seek like professional assistance on that level. And if you don't like professional assistance, there's so many great coaches in the world. There's so many great um, different resources like NLP, Access Consciousness. There's, um, And if you just really like... Um, my voice and you want to talk to me you can find me too i can see what i can, i see what i can assist with you um some on some levels i can be highly effective so i would let you know if i can work within your realm of what's going on with you um so you can contact me if you want to find out about that um because i do many things other than talk to people on this radio show so you can check out my website too at melitsajelenic.com that's m i l i c a j e l e n i c some other things I was thinking about as possible causes, and these may be stretching it, but I still find some validity in this because we bring energies from all lifetimes with us now, including future lifetimes, including that all lifetimes, if we look at real time, is not real time as in a linear time. It's spherical, and everything's existing at the same time. So you might be dealing with something from another lifetime in another body, and it's just present in your body right now. So that's my other thought um, on uh, erotophobia. Perhaps it's a past life experience that brought this up. My number one question for erotophobia is to really, and I know I waited to the last three minutes to mention this, but my number one question is, is it yours? How aware are we and how aware are our bodies? And ask your body, truth body, are you actually, do you actually have a phobia or is that somebody else? Like, to just get this out of the blue, but you happen to be hanging out with somebody who has maybe a fear of intimacy, a fear of showing their body in public. Hmm, is that actually yours? Truth, is it yours? Truth, is it yours? Truth, is it yours? Hmm, I betcha. Oh, I betcha you're super freaking aware. And I just wonder how much of it isn't yours. So if it's not yours, remember... You don't have to own it. It's just like a dirty pair of underwear, and unless you're into the fetish of dirty underwear, just throw it out. Give it away. Give it back to the person who left the dirty underwear they're with, and return it to the sender. And you can add consciousness to it if you like or not, but just keep up. It's not yours. So it could be other things, too, if it's not yours. It could be somebody else's or thing else's, and you can always return it. Don't have to keep it. It's not fun to keep so uh, I think I mentioned a few times earlier several different ways of treatments, and one of them is exposure therapy, which is being, so the thing that you're afraid of, you expose yourself to it. You are in its presence, right? So if you're afraid of cats, if you have a cat phobia, there's actually something like a chicken phobia even. So if you have like a fear of cats, then exposure would be being in the presence of it. Uh, and like my friend who has arachnophobia, she actually uses a toy spider to help herself get exposure therapy, to be around it, to get acclimatized to it, to change her breathing patterns and to change her thought patterns around these things. Um, And that has been found to be effective. I want to thank you guys so much for listening tonight. So excited for this um, to be on iHeartRadio. And I am so excited to find out what I'm going to be talking about next week. I don't know yet, but I'm going to find out real soon and let you guys know um, in the next few days what's going on. So stay tuned in and turned on, especially your bodies, until we meet again next week on The Pleasure Zone. Have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Milica Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.